Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Maine Education Matters, where we look at all things that have happened at the legislature and now the governor's office mm. in the state of Maine for the uh, for educational stuffs. Yeah, because the session's over. They're done. They're done. They finally <laughs> finished. They kept kicking the can down the road, but then they said, you know what? All right, we've had enough. We are done. Yeah, they're done now. So, all right. So let's um, let's do the wrap up here. Yeah. So here's how we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I I have to cough because as you know, and some of our listeners know, I I had COVID recently. So I'm going to mute and cough and and you go ahead and tell people how we're going to. Sure. So this is going to be all over the map in terms of how things, when things were signed and or enacted. Uh, we are using the tool on the uh, Education Committee calendar, uh, Education Committee's calendar. There's a button, uh, link there that says all committee papers, which can seem intimidating. But what that really is, is it gives a list of all of the LDs and then gives their current status of where they are. Uh, it's an incredibly helpful tool. And all we're going to do is pretty much read through these things and maybe talk about a few along the way. Yeah. Totally stuff you can do, but you probably can't do it while driving or running on a treadmill or running outside these days. Right. Right. Especially if there was an amendment that we know about that, because, you know, things change, things change in committee, things change when they leave committee. So you do. All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's start off 1816. Yeah, an act and- to promote labor education through the University of Maine, sponsored by Speaker Ryan Fecto out of Biddeford, signed into law on May 3rd. Yep. Great. So, the, so that's one of them that was signed. Another one that was signed on the same day, uh, LD 680, a resolve to reestablish a task force to study the creation of comprehensive career and technical education systems. By Senator yeah. Butler. Yeah. There's that um the whole really kind of checking in on career and technical ed was a theme of the of this session. It so, was. Yeah, there's there are some really great fantastic efforts out there to make sure that the career and technical education system in Maine is is doing its job because um we need all those people. We need all of those skills and all of those careers that those centers funnel learners into is we need them we need them we do so so that one signed good to go next one 1902 yeah. i will i will say that there's another one coming up that was related to it that i yes. can actually talk about now amazing yeah oh yeah that's a cool one yeah 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 all right so 1902 resolve to establish a pilot program to encourage climate change education or just, sorry, climate education in Maine public schools. Um, this passed, it's signed. This produces some grants for districts to work with local community organizations to bring climate education into schools. So if you have a district, if you're a district that has like an assistant superintendent or a curriculum person or someone in that particular role, and, and you're not that person, get that person involved in this to start to say, maybe they want to get in, get involved with getting a grant yeah. going. Or yeah. um, if you don't have a person like that, start talking to, I don't know who teaches climate science, who teaches the next generation science standards in your schools, high school science staff, middle school science staff, and uh, yeah. in- encourage them to uh, work with organizations and you're building principles and leadership. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet that the community organizations would help you write the grant. I believe the way this works, the grant has to 
come from the district, but you would be talking about your community partner in the grant. And those types of organizations typically have experience with grant writing. So rely on them. They sure. Yeah, absolutely. Rely on them 100%. Yeah. All right. Um, What's next? Let's, let's, let's oh. add a Let's add a little, let's add a little salt to the proceedings that while we're here, I know to go with the sweetness of those things being passed, there are some things that just died. That yeah. Some things that were died or were just ought not to pass. There was LD 177 was ought not to pass. I don't know if we talked about that one in the last one. It's been, a, it's been a minute since we had, we did one of these. Yeah. It's been a little while. 177. Yeah, one seventy. Uh, an act to amend the laws regarding education service centers. We did talk about that one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, I've, 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 I've left my own agenda. Only three bills in. Um, <laughs> I was like, that's not on our list. That's yeah, not on the list. No. We talked about it already. Yeah, we already knew so, that that one died. So let's talk about LD eighteen twenty. Yeah. An act to strengthen the governance of the University of Maine system. It's been a little bit in the news recently. Um, yeah. It uh, on April twenty sixth, it was vetoed. Yeah. Okay. Why was it vetoed? Do we know? I'm not sure why it was vetoed. I didn't. I, I haven't seen any kind of documentation as to why. Um. Nope. I haven't seen anything, but I do know that the veto was sustained. It was held up. Hmm. So what does that mean when you see sustained? Well, if so, so if the veto is sustained, that means that it's, it's dead. It didn't. So the, the legislator did not try to override the veto with a vote. Is what you're or, or they, or they did a vote and it didn't pass. And it didn't pass. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot been going on there at the university yeah. of Maine system recently regarding governance. And so I, I wonder about the extent to which stuff like this and those things are related. I don't know because I'm not in the know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that one was that, that that was the only veto that I've seen of this particular session. Coming out of uh, Ed Committee. Yeah. yeah. That's the only one that matters. <laughs> well, I don't want you to get quoted, you know, misquoted. The, 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 the thing about being misquoted is that people don't have to actually listen to this. <laughs> there's, there's 13 people that do. There are 13. They are very faithful. <laughs> um, LD 1924, an act yes. to expand access to justice in rural Maine through legal education. The best titles of this session. I love this one because it's just about, yep, we're going to bring more uh, for more justice and it was a really great bill too this was about you know setting it up and making it possible so that um there more yeah have more bring more people learning to be lawyers who can practice and help out in rural rural Maine because it's a huge problem there aren't enough lawyers it, yay it, it is a huge problem i'm glad they passed it and for, for no other reason again one of the best named bills of the session <laughs> all right 1780, an act to allow unorganized territory school staff to receive annualized pay, right? This was one of those bills where everyone was like, really? This isn't happening yet? This is still a thing? <laughs> yeah. How, how, how is, is this still, still a thing? thing? Yeah. So I good. Like savings time. How is this still a thing? 
How's this whole thing? So good. So now people who work for the unorganized territory school can uh, choose to have their paycheck distributed across the school year rather than just for the nine months, which if you happen to not be one of the 13 and don't already know this, most teachers, in the, now all teachers in the state of Maine apparently, and school staff can choose. You choose, So you only get paid for what your contract says. For teachers, that's roughly nine months of the school year. Right. Um, for administrators, it might be a little different, but you can choose to either just get your paycheck during those nine months or have it distributed throughout the 12 months so it doesn't feel like you're suddenly not getting paid. <laughs> right. So you're not just getting all your pay and then your paychecks stop uh, oh, June 15th. Yeah. Right. And you start up again August 30th. Yeah. Go those so, several months. So, yeah. you, so you get a little bit less every month, but it's sustained and it's continuous. And that that was something that when I when I moved back to Maine oh in 2004 or so, that was one of those when I was given an option, like, mm -hmm. wait, this is a thing? Yeah, why would you not choose that? But some people do choose not to, you know, because maybe they have lucrative right. summer businesses or whatnot, and they don't need that. But the vast majority of education professionals this need it. This was yeah, round. and this and this is good to bring that level of like equity and across yeah, the state so in that way in terms of pay. Um, moving up our list, uh, LD eighteen oh seven, an act to expand nursing education programs. Mm -hmm. Dead. Died died on adjournment oh. so uh it was it was in the house and it was on the list and just never got brought up i guess yeah that's one of those where you know i wonder about the why behind that right and then you start yeah. to think about just how political the calendar actually is and... oh 100 100 <laughs> percent yeah. that so that that's was... too bad because nursing is also an area where we but, you know, I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of everything. So, oh, right. look, another one died okay. on adjournment. Bringing a little salt to the sweetness. Ah. Yeah. An act, uh, LD 1963, an act to create the Education Stabilization Fund. And so correct me if I'm wrong. The point of this one was to kind of make sure that, that the state can always pay 55%. Is that what that one was about? It was it's the, the bill is creates the general purpose aid stabilization fund to reduce loss of general purpose aid to school administrative units. So any unexpected balances in the fund may not last, but must be carried right. forward. So yeah. oh, no, that's not having anything to do with the 55%. Oh, I remember this one now. I think kind of some of the questions that came up was like, how often does this actually happen that it needs to be a thing? Are we legislating yeah. a problem or are we legislating for legislating sakes? Exactly. Okay. All right. So died. Dead. Moving up, we're not going to talk about any of the confirmations because no. they got yeah. confirmed. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're in. They got confirmed. Okay, uh, LD270, resolve, directing the Department of Education to study the regional adjustment. Yep, we're going to study it. What does that even mean? I have to look and read this one. Is this, I think this is, e, uh, is this under EPS format? Uh, the Department of Education shall study the impacts of the regional adjustment component, yes, of the school funding formula pursuant to blah, 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 and submit a report January 23. 
not a whole lot of reports this year. That's that makes sense though. There'll be more reports next year. There'll be more next <laughs> Between year. Between the first and the second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because right. you know, next year we're gonna have a whole new legislature. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another resolve, right. LD 1207, regarding EdTech 3 certification for students at, e at EMCC, signed into law. Yeah. All right. Hey, I want to give a note on this one. This one, um, this one was, this is an important one. There was a, um, EMCC created this program called Learning Facilitator Program, which was based on a, a badge and micro-credential system to yep. get people certified more quickly <clears throat> um, for EdTech 3. And they're basically, so what, what, what this has allowed to happen, so anybody who was in or in currently in the Learning Facilitator Program from 2021 through 2023 can get emergency EdTech certification and full EdTech certification but just that time frame. So I don't know if the program is continuing after hmm. or what is what, you know, with the program itself, but this was, um, there was some confusion and there was a need for this to happen for those students. So I'm Got glad it. I did. Yeah, very glad I did. Yeah, that's great. Uh, speaking of congratulations, congratulations to SAD6 as they're able to continue to Lease a former administrative building for the term of not more than 20 years. Was that the one about the, the historical society? Oh, LD 1989. <laughs> All so right. They Good get to keep them. the building. <laughs> they don't have to pack up their files and move to another place. Excellent. Glad that made it through. Good. All right. Yeah. Oh, a resolve died. Yeah. This one, this, this, it was a sad day on May 9th. When they died for all these things died for adjournment. This one was LD 1935, a resolve regarding legislative review, uh, new school siting approval, all about major capital school construction projects and portions of 125, et cetera. Uh, th this. Okay. It'll yeah. come back if it needs to. I'm sure it will. Yep. Here's a fun one. Yeah. Because it's talking about the politics of it all. Right. L LD 1775, 1775. Resolve regarding main care funding for main schools. Unsigned. So if the governor doesn't sign it and just so it sits on their Pop desk for like two weeks, it can just be passed in. No. Like no, they have to sign it. The governor has to sign it at some point for it to become a law. So they can ignore it and then it becomes a pocket veto which is what happened with um i have that reverse yeah right yeah yeah yeah. so it has to be signed by the governor to become a law um interesting i don't happen. know i think they can sign it whenever they want i don't think i mean i could be completely wrong on that like if the legislature has adjourned and the governor hasn't signed it yet i don't think that prevents them from signing it no, but I think that there's there's a there's a window of time in which they have to get it signed yes. or it dies. Yes, that is true. Well, we'll have to watch that one. I yeah, think a lot I, of people will be watching that one. It could just be that there are still more questions about it because that was that's a complicated issue. 
Um, but there, there are, yeah, there are ways though where the, I, 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 cause I think this, I think this is passed. I think. Yeah. This is oh, it says finally passed unsigned though. But, I but no, but I think it is because being, even though it's unsigned, it's still in law. There are ways in which the governor cannot, can not sign a bill and it still becomes law. Okay. Because there are, there are ways that that happens, you know, politically. That's well, true. I'm not going to put my name on it, but I'm also not going to stop it from happening. Right. I'm trying to look this up right now. So you go ahead and talk about some other ones and I will see. All right. if I can. We'll, we'll circle back to that one because the next yeah. one up is the one I really want to talk about. Or I like to talk about because I'm yeah. actually involved in it. LD-176, an act to facilitate a grade 9 to 16 school project, uh, was signed into law on April 15th. What this does, it, it allows four school districts in central Maine to create a new governance structure using basically a CSD type format to allow them to... Uh, to allow them to create a governing structure because the, these four districts are coming together to create a new high school, but it's a different kind of high school than, than has been seen in the state of Maine. Right. The closest ones you can find are down in Massachusetts and they're called comprehensive high schools. We say the word comprehensive high school, I mean, but this is a different take on a comprehensive high school because right. what this one does is it brings in four different components intentionally designed. You have your traditional high school, you have your CTE. Those are built in together. You also have embedded into it industry partnerships mm -hmm. that are going to be directly involved with the school, but also it's uh, higher education as well. Yeah. So this building would be a grade nine to grade 16 building to provide not just high school, but college level access to people in a place of the state where transportation is hard mm -hmm. and distance is a real thing to get to anywhere. Yeah. So this it's is amazing. To, it's, it will provide a whole lot. And um, the, the design of this school as it is right now, or as it was when it, this is a whole application process that was back in 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, there were some schools up in the Fort Kent area and the Holden area who were uh, trying to go through it. And for one reason or another, they, they faltered. The projects yeah. kind of died and stalled. One of the reasons for that was was they didn't have the proper governance structure and they couldn't come to agreement on right. that right this school district says instead of like if one district has like the majority of people the board members are not based on majority of of students it's equal across the districts no matter what the size of the population of the districts right. are to provide yeah. that equal representation and vote in the way that it's done and all the communities have come by and that, now they're going to go to um, referendum at some point, but it's super exciting. And what I love about the design of this project is that it moves away from that idea of a traditional high school pro pro program and instead uses, creates pathways or clusters that are like marketing. Yeah. Um, things like, well, there's a whole humanities side to it. There's there's early education, there's uh, manufacturing, there's coding computer science. So it's getting away from a traditional English, math, right. science. It is truly 
to use an MDOE term, interdisciplinary mm-hmm. and integrated, but also bringing in, weaving in the CTE side intentionally with it. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. I'm excited for that. Very excited for that. Great people. Um, that project. All right, I completed my research. <clears throat> so Matt Joy Card is correct. Write Finally- this day down. <laughs> Finally passed is the link is an acting language for a resolve or a resolution. So, yep, it's enacted without signature because the legislature said so. (laughs) Yep. All right. Now we know. So uh, governor says, I'm not signing this. And so the legislature says, well, Nina, 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 we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) Well, we strongly believe in this. So there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, a thumb goes onto the nose, the right. four fingers in front start to wiggle, and a thumb, a, a, a tongue comes out and makes a sound. Yeah. All right, what are we up to here? We are up to LD 1818, 1880, excuse me, 1880, a resolve directing the public higher ed systems coordinating committee to convene a stakeholder group to study equity in and access to early college programs. Oh yeah, is this, this the one, one that the, this is what came out of first the the textbooks for early college? Yeah, right? yeah. This is what that morphed into. We're going to get everyone books, and well, hang on. Is, is it really books? Is it really books? Is Which was books? a fantastic conversation because they're, so like, they're like, you okay? We're gonna, we're you kind of wonder. Yeah, is that their intention all along? You know. Was it to get books or was it to be like, no, I want to engage in this conversation to really open this up and see if we can put, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they're playing chess or checkers. I, I you know, you never know. <laughs> I, I mean, that would have been a pretty masterful move if, if, but whatever. All right. So this one is also unsigned, emer- finally passed emergency. So it has to happen. So there will be a report. An emergency. That means that it is, it is, it was, it was emergency unsigned on April 26th. That means it is enacted now now it is, it is already yeah. it doesn't have to wait if it's normally signed you can wait like 60 days or 90 days depending on what it says in the bill or if it ha- if it's a bill that has a specific date of ter- of becoming into law but this one right away gotta do it all right um 1962 yep an act to increase learning potential by providing innovative instruction and tutoring program grants signed. Again, great title. Let's let's improve. Let's increase some potential. Uh, so yeah, similar kind of thing. Reach out to your curriculum coordinator to get that grant grant going. Grants. If you're interested in um, a tutoring program or other innovative instruction. Right. I would. I, I would. There were a lot of. There's a lot of uh, ESSER money that went and could be used for tutoring programs. Yes. That a lot of districts I'm sure are investing in. Yes. Those funds end 2024. So hopefully these funds can kind of extend beyond right. that. I don't know the dates of them. I don't think that's all been detailed out yet, but maybe it has. I just don't know. No, it's probably to, not. <laughs> but it's a way to, hopefully it'll be a way yes. for that, that level of sustainability and continuity so that districts can figure out ways in which to make their budgets work to make sure that those things happen and can sustain, which is always the biggest problem with things that we've had with ESSER funds and any kind of grants is that how do we make it sustainable locally? And sometimes you just need time to build up the capacity and the need. Right. I know. Right. Yeah. 
Well, on 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 four twenty April twenty on April twentieth LD sixteen thirty two oh, that was intentional. Uh, an act to update the laws regarding the Maine Educational Center for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing and the Governor Baxter School for the Deaf. Right on. Awesome. Yeah, great. And then we have LD 1727, an act concerning sexual misconduct on college campuses. And that was signed. It was signed into law. It will go into, an, go into effect uh, sometime September-ish. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And the final one that we have on our list, or at least that I have on my list, and those we have other things, is LD 2039, an act to reorganize the provision of services for infants, toddlers, and children with disabilities from birth to six years of age and extend the age of eligibility under the Federal Individuals with Disabilities Act to 22 years of age. I believe this was the CDS bill. Yes. This was, this was the one where after everything had adjourned, oh they said, hey, hang on, one more. And they just kind of slid this one in and... But it wasn't one that could really just be slid in. No. So I, it died, but that must be, I don't know if that's frustrating. I was about to say that must be frustrating for the people working on this, that it died between houses, but I don't know that it is. Maybe maybe they're thankful because it needs more work and they'll just bring it back in some way. I, I don't know. This is, it, it, it's a big deal. It was a big project. So I don't think it's, I think it's coming back to life. Oh, this is not going away. Yeah, this is the one. This was one also, too, that a very odd thing happened in this bill because there were three report outs. Right. It was ought to pass as it was written. Right. Ought not to pass and an ought to pass as amended. Right. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so it. The work needs to be done on that one. And yeah, then that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah, CDS is going to be a, a nightmare for many years to come. That whole, yeah, transitioning that over because you know there are some who are firmly entrenched in the side of doing it, and some who are firmly entrenched in the side of not doing it, and a whole lot of people who are like, "Huh, <laughs> which way do we go?" Yeah, and what uh -huh. happens to my job if yeah? So there's yeah, <sighs> and that's the end of the 130th legislative session. It is. Two years, whole lot of bills, whole lot of nonsense. I mean, some not nonsense, but oh no, a lot of a lot of really good stuff, a lot of really serious stuff too. Yes. Which brings us <laughs> to some serious stuff to the one hundred thirty first legislative yeah. session, which will be starting up in January. Yeah, so there's the potential for things to look very different in Augusta come the fall. And there's the potential for there to start being a lot more proposed legislation that speaks to what can and cannot be taught in schools. Sure. So um, I'm just encouraging everybody, like that's your, this is your heads up from, from Matchwood Court Guard and Courtney Bololan. This yeah. is your heads up to, um, if, you're, if you're curious about what that might mean, take a look at Florida. Take a look at, um, there's some to. other states. There's actually, I'm going to pull up and we can share it in, the, in our 
notes or whatever, but there's, there's like a, a website that you can go to that will give you email updates about legislation from around the country that um, is speaking to, to that kind of like, you know, the don't say gay bills or transgender rights in schools bills or um, history, <laughs> what kind of history, what you can and can't say. So like, there's, there's some action groups out there that you can, oh, yeah. you can sign up. And I really encourage you to do that so that you're just aware of the kind of legislation that's out there so that we can be prepared for, uh, should that legislation start popping up here in Maine. Yeah. I, um, and look, at, I would also recommend looking at the various parties platforms. Yes. And where, where are their platforms? What are they, what are they, um, where are they planting their flags this time around? Where are they putting their energies this time around? And to what extent will those flags and energies directly impact the education of all kids and directly will impact our teachers, our administrators, our ed techs, our counselors, our food service workers and custodial staff and transportation people. What, to what extent are they going to impact? Because there are some things that are on platforms that if they were to be codified into law would have significant impacts on teaching and learning in our schools. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm all for impacting education if it's impacting it in a, what I believe to be a positive growth forward thinking way, one that way that is um, going to, um, yeah, growth in terms right. of stunting growth and preventing growth. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, we're, you know, we're seeing it already in the state, you know, there are a lot of districts that have already encountered ish, ish, instances of people mm -hmm. coming forward to, you know, banned books. And there's been a lot of conversation on things like critical race theory. And the, um, I remember listening to one particular board meeting of one particular district. I'm not going to say which one for obvious reasons, but there was a lot of conversation about how, well, how people in the community were standing up saying things like there are only two genders. This is something that needs to be happening in our state, we, or we just need to um, put all this stuff out of the way. And other people are like, well, hang on. What, what is it that you're exactly saying here? Yeah. Who are you, when you say that, what are you actually saying? And um, can be very both intentionally and unintentionally harmful and hurtful. So it's gotta be careful. Exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's the last, I would say probably the last six to eight years have really shown how how important voting is. It always was, but I think it was something that our country took for granted for a long time. Yeah. And what has happened as a result is a lot of things we're seeing out there, both nationally and locally. Yeah. Um, is, is really, in my opinion, troubling and not moving our country, our district for, forward in a way that I think we need to be. I'm getting a little bit too political here that I normally don't do, but hey, it's the end of the session. Why not? <laughs> yeah look your voices are important they are uh, whether that's and voting is one way to share your voice showing up for school board meetings um 
is an important thing to do, even just to show support and to be a voice counter to other voices that you may not agree with and to bolster and support voices you do agree with. Um, Same with town meeting, like civic participation is important. It's really important. Important. It's very, very important. It's it's really hard because time is always an issue. But if you live in a town that's di- if you're an educator and you live in a town that's different from the one where you work, mm-hmm. and there are school board positions that are opening mm-hmm. up, consider consider, consider running. Yeah. Uh, bring an active educator voice to um to that school board. It it will have more of an impact than I think everyone anyone kind of realizes. Yes. Um, so there we go. All right. So I don't know. We'll be back. Maybe we'll we'll come up with some some different things to talk about now and then between yeah. uh, you know now and the startup of the next next session. So yeah, we I had a plan for one thing and it completely fell through. Uh, <laughs> uh, mostly because I just didn't and totally spaced on it. Honestly, if I'm being completely, I just forgot. I forgot. You know, my my brain has not been right the last uh, forty two years. Two years. I always said 46, but that's okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only 29, so to figure that out. Weird. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be back. It'll be more interspersed than, I mean, it, we've already been away for about a month now, but uh, more interspersed, but we will be back. We will talk again. We'll kind of some other things. And as always, we appreciate you. You can follow us on Twitter, Main Ed Matters, Facebook.com slash Main Education Matters. And we appreciate you listening and following along and sticking with us through the end of our this this sixth season of Main Education Matters, which is just crazy. Yeah. And hey, I'll be back next year. I'll be back. So that's good. We, you know. The last co-host only lasted one season. Don't know what you did to her, but I'll be back. Uh, well, clearly it was <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, I, I can't talk about it because there are lawsuits. Pending. I see. I see. Well, then. All right. So on that note, <laughs> thank you all so much. And um, we'll talk to you soon.